الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن استنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين اللهم اجعلنا منهم ومن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر آمين يا رب العالمين ثم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قل إن كانت لكم الدار الآخرة عند الله خالصة من دون الناس فتمنوا الموت إن كنتم صادقين ولن يتمنوه أبدا بما قدمت أيديهم والله عليم بالظالمين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ثم اما بعد Now Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is commanded to speak with them and give them a very stern ultimatum Allah azza wa jalla tells his messenger to say قل say ان كانت لكم الدار الاخره عند الله if the home the, the final home uh, dar in Arabic is used for a home or a dwelling, a residence. So if the final home belongs exclusively to you with Allah, this is referring to something in uh, Jewish theology of the time. You find traces of that if you study, if you look at Jewish history, you'll find these elements of theology with them. This is not very dissimilar from the Muslims or the Christian community in that they believe in salvation being exclusive to their own. In other words, Muslims believe in islam the only path to salvation, the only deen acceptable with Allah is al-Islam. If a, if, a, if a minister or you know, somebody representing the Catholic religion or the Protestant religion or any denomination thereof, uh, if they're being honest with you and telling, you ask them, who's going to heaven? You know, they'll tell you, only Christians. And some might even say, only our denomination of Christians, not even these other guys. These other guys think they're okay, but they're going to hell too. Right, so they'll just come out and come right out and say it. Of course, Jewish theology is a little bit different. It, it went through a lot of transformations over uh, the centuries, and one such transformation that occurred was actually they developed within them a, a, a belief that there is no afterlife. One one such group was there that, that they believe there is no afterlife, and what what is referred to as paradise is the planet Earth itself when it's rid of all these Gentiles. When all the non-Jews are dead and only us remain, that's automatically Jannah. So that was, that was one of the, the beliefs that was also developed. But in addition, there were other, uh, other beliefs and part of those other theological opinions was that the Akhirah, the afterlife is specifically only for Jews. It's only for or the Israelites. Nobody else is worthy of the Akhirah. And so, of course, every, these beliefs may have their own twists but in the end, they were originally from the correct belief in the Akhirah. These are just twisted forms of what was originally taught. I mean, the very idea of an afterlife of paradise and hellfire, the fact that those ideas even exist, you know, in, in itself is an indication. Actually, I was speaking to a rabbi not too long ago about hellfire. And uh, I, I want to make you privy to two conversations, actually one of them today. So I'm on a plane, this is true story, it's not a joke. I'm on a plane, it's coming from Los Angeles, it's coming to New York, and it stops over in Vegas of all places, right? So when we get off, get, you know, change planes in Vegas, I get on the plane, in front of me there's a rabbi and a couple of Italian guys from Brooklyn. Right? And then they're in a row together. And the rabbi is dressed in his traditional gear, so the you know, Italian guys are like, hey, you a, you a God type of guy, right? And so, he goes like, I suppose you could say that. He goes, listen, we've been gambling this whole weekend, among other things, you think we're going to hell? Come on, be honest. Just tell you think we're going to hell. You know what is it? I, I'm listening to this in my jaws. I was like, I was gonna, he's going to say, yes, you are. <laughs> Unless you make, you know, you repent. He goes, well, it depends. Do you feel bad about what you did? This is no. Well, you should. But it's not about going to hell or anything. It's just you shouldn't do it. That's all. 
And it's not really easy. He goes, so there is no hell? He goes, I wouldn't say that either, but I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> like, seriously? I almost blurted it out out loud. Seriously? <laughs> but uh, there, there's that, on the one hand, there's this. Among others, there's actually the belief that there is such a thing as paradise, but there's no such thing as hellfire. That's dead and gone. And everybody else will just cease to exist. It'll just be paradise and we'll be the ones living in it. Now the question is, even if that is the twisted form of the correct belief, even then, you would have to believe that the next life is better than this one, right? That this life, you, I mean, you have to do there's so many problems in this life. You got to make payments, you got to pay the bills, you got to go see the doctor, you get old, you get sick, you weaken. All these problems you have to deal with. All, on top of that, all, all these Gentiles, you know, they got all these kinds of problems. So, the, the ultimatum given is, if the afterlife, if that final home is exclusively for you, with Allah, then... And on top of that, it's pure from all other people. Then why are you still here? Wish for death. Wish for death because that's, death is your straight ticket to the, you know, the, the luxury housing. Where you have to you know, not pay a single bill and you can live forever and you can have youth forever and you're, not, you're free from all of us. Why don't you just go straight there? What are you waiting here for? Then wish for death if in fact you are truthful. Now, by the way, before I go on, couldn't they just turn around and say that to the Muslims? Well, you believe you're going to Jannah, why don't you wish for death? They could do that, right? Except we don't believe we're going to Jannah. We believe that we don't know what our fate is. We hope to go to Jannah and we fear the hellfire also. If the Muslim stops fearing the hellfire, if the Muslim start, stops fearing standing before Allah Azza wa Jal, then there's something missing in his iman. And this is exactly what Christians come, Christian preachers have said this to me many times. They said, you guys got a rough deal, man. You don't have a sure deal. You're not sure. You guys talk about this hope and fear thing. You know, like the book of Ibn Qayyim, rahmahullah, between hope and fear. He said, we got, a, we got a straight ticket. Jesus, all the way. You know, we don't have to worry about it. We're guaranteed. We're saved. And I said, yeah, no, we're not guaranteed. We're, we're, Allah has made us a promise. We have to do our best to fulfill that promise. But I'm not so sure if I'm doing a good job or not. So I have to hope that whatever shortcomings I have are forgiven. And at the same time, I have to fear that those shortcomings may be too much. So I have to constantly ask for forgiveness and repent and live a life that is a you know, fine balance between hope and fear. I can't lose hope on the one hand, but I can't let go of fear either. I can't do that. So we have this, this fine line. But these people, they said they, we have no fear. The idea was we're already saved. We're already chosen. We're already blessed. So if that's the case, then what are you doing in this world? We're do, what we're doing in this world, the Muslims, what we're doing here is we're trying to do our best to pass this test. That's what we're trying to do. But for them, there is no test. You already passed. So what, what's, your, what's your problem? Just go and reap the rewards. 